This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and I want to welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Bambergus. And I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making Veritas possible. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. And to get in touch with us, our member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower. There's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com. Right from the start, I would like to issue the following disclaimer. The opinions expressed on this radio program are solely the opinions of the guest and do not, I repeat, do not represent the opinions of this host, Veritas Radio, or its affiliates. Tonight's interview is probably one of the most, if not the most, non-traditional, challenging, and controversial interviews I have done in a very long time. In fact, I thought very hard about not releasing it. Why, you ask? Because some of the content may be offensive to some. But then I realized that what may seem like hatred might be just a cry for help, a way to mask the pain that is enveloping someone who worked for 33 years at NASA from 1958 to 1992. I'm referring to former NASA spacecraft operator Clark C. McClelland. His memory is failing, and sometimes the conversation may feel fragmented 
disconnected, and even repetitive. Nonetheless, his truth is important. A few days ago, I received a telephone call from a researcher I respect. She told me that Clark McClellan is dying and that he wishes to speak with me. And we did. Clark is in so much physical and psychological pain that he could not help it during the interview. The pain translated into confrontation, recalcitrance, and overall impatience at times. But the information is important, especially for those of you who are not familiar with this story. During the interview, you will hear the guest literally beg for your financial help because he truly needs it. He wants to continue writing new chapters for his book, but now his computer is down and he does not even have the funds to fix it. I asked Clark that if there was going to be segment two, which we recorded a few days later, that it would have to be more cordial, professional, and without hatred. Although I can't even begin to comprehend what it would feel like if I gave 33 years of my life to then be dismissed due to a technicality, a pension revoked, and the possibility of ever finding employment eliminated, with the exception of Disney World, at $4.25 per hour. What you are about to hear is Clark McClellan's truth. I urge you to step back, be open-minded. More than anything, I urge you to give compassion unless you know exactly what he's going through. He needs our help, and his life story is the only thing of value that he has left. Go to his website at stargate-chronicles.com and lend him a hand. Clark McClelland is coming up right now on Veritas. Clark McClelland's long association with the UFO phenomenon has followed him throughout his aerospace career. In 1958, he was assigned to the National Space Program at Cape Canaveral, Florida, and helped launch or viewed 679 rockets and spacecraft. In addition to being an aerospace engineer and technical assistant to the Apollo program manager during the Apollo moon landings, McClellan and other spacecraft operators did extensive technical checkout of simulated flights and mission objectives of the various space shuttles to assure orbital success and the personal safety of the astronauts. He has worked at major aerospace companies and at NASA until 1992. And to learn more about Clark McClellan and his work, visit his website at stargate-chronicles.com, which is also linked on our website. Hello. Hello, is this Clark? Yes, it is. Clark, hello. This is Mel Fambergas with Veritas. Hey, Mel. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Not so good, Mel. I'm dying. So I've got pain beyond belief. But I want to get as much as I can say uh, to this nation of what appear to be now a bunch of morons as, as I can. Somebody just sent me an email. They attacked me. You know, MUFON is attacking me. I don't doubt it. MUFON is a government agency, and the people that join it are nothing more than clones for them. I'm going to write up an article about MUFON. I was once the assistant state director of MUFON in the state of Florida. 
when I realized through a contact I had with one of the Office of Naval Intelligence officers that was within MUFON, and I was also an Office of, of Naval Intelligence officer at the Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral, he said, Clark, wise up. This organization is created only to have incoming reports, and all they report actually has nothing to do with any seriousness with UFOs and otherwise. I am in such pain right now. I have to gripe and moan about it because it is, it's plain old horrible. Uh, a doctor told me that what I'm feeling right now is the pain by four times what a woman experiences at childbirth. Four times that pain. Now, I'm not a woman, you're not, we can't tell what that pain is. But that's terrible pain. Clark, I don't mean to press you at all. Is there anything you would like to say right now so we can put on the record? Yes. I was with NASA from 1958 until 1992. One hell of a lot of years. I was a friend of all the right stuff, original seven astronauts. They were, were my friends and told me things that they saw out there, Alan Shepard, all the rest. And then I became friends of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and all the rest up until the time I left. Our NASA space program has been destroyed by the evil that's within the government of what was once called the United States of America. The person in the White House right now is not a smart person. He's actually a dumbbell. But the news keeps telling you he's one expert and a, and a genius. He is not, nor is his vice president. It's a lot more than that. I've had... I have 54 or so chapters. I only got 15 on my website because no one will publish my books on the planet Earth. Why is because I am telling the truth. And they're trying to make me look like a liar. Greece was going to set me up with a radio program out of Athens that went all over the nation of Greece. The friend that I have there, I call him Achilles. He called me back and said, the station, radio station refused to do you now because MUFON called me a liar. This evil agency within the, the government of this, this very evil country is destroying my right to earn a few dollars to just exist. I, I'm in poverty. I am in deep, deep poverty, Mel. I've been in that for 21 years. Clark, is MUFON a data mining operation? Meaning what? Meaning that all they do is collect cases and they simply make them disappear. I also knew a That's MUFON right. st state director who resigned because he was told not to pursue certain cases. That's right. And that's because we are an enslaved race of humans on this planet. At least five separate races, okay? Now, you don't have to believe that. I've been an astronomer in my life. Also, you've got to understand something. 
the Earth is a living cosmic life form, and it's angry, causing all the storms and such, even through HARP, that's being done and killing our people in this country and elsewhere. The HARP program has now been captured by and is now the New World Order, which means the World Bank of Zionist Israel owns that. They now own the New World Order space program, okay? This is me. I was there that many years. I know all about it. The challenger was sabotage. They will never tell you that. They warned us all at Kennedy Space Center after it blew up. Do not say the word sabotage with this explosion. It was a malfunction, which was bullshit. There was a shape charge uh, inside one of the solid boosters that when it exploded about 71 minutes later caused the Challenger to explode and kill my very good friend Judy Resnick and the other friends I had in it. I watched Judy fall and hit the Atlantic Ocean. Then they told us, they warned us, you will be fired and placed in a federal prison if you mention sabotage with this so-called accident. NASA lies, okay? What was the reason, Clark, for the expo- the Challenger explosion? 19 Libyans were working at our space program. 19 goddamned Libyans. What nation on Earth would place 19 enemies inside our secret space program to plan a bomb? Okay? And if they would have admitted that, we would have had World War III, which means billions of people dying instead of seven. Okay? So they didn't release that. The Columbia was another sabotage mission. We had a Jewish pilot on board that carried a nuclear machine where he was testing, uh, that he used for testing over the Middle East. This Jewish pilot was an expert pilot, but he was a Zionist Jew, the enemy of the USA, the past USA. You're referring to Ilan Ramon uh, from Israel, who also was responsible for uh, destroying a nuclear facility in 1980 in Iraq, if I'm not mistaken. That's okay. the pilot. That's who flew on the, sh- on the uh, Columbia, okay? Now, what, what was the reason for the second demise? <laughs> when you're spying on the Middle East, and they have Russia as an ally, and even China, whatever, Russia sets out with... with uh, with satellites in in orbit around Earth, but are I'm sorry, I'm forgetting my terminology right now. That's okay. They are orbits that sit in orbit still. What's it called? I forgot. Geostationary platforms. They're platforms, but they're out there sitting still in space, and they launched a an, uh, a weapon of some sort. They came in behind the Columbia, even though Columbia had had uh, had uh, towel problems that were torn off, and they hit the Columbia with something they launched from one of these platforms. Now they won't let you know that because it was again killing seven people, six USA's, and one Zionist Jew. Now who did this and for what purpose again? <laughs> that's that's the big question. Was it Russia? Was it Chinese? Or was it a combined total of both those nations? I can't answer that. I don't know. That's fine. But what, what do you think the purpose of, of having done that was? To kill the Zionist pilot on board and his, his, nuclear, his nuclear experiment he was carrying up there. Okay. Okay? 
We should never have carried a nuclear uh, bomb, so to speak, on a space shuttle mission. That was insane. Is that something that they reported? No, of course they wouldn't. They said the shuttle's tiles tore loose and the spacecraft coming through through the upper atmosphere tore apart and, and then scattered itself in, in parts of Texas, Louisiana, and places like that. My former crew that I was, I was involved with, I was involved in the space shuttle command area of the space shuttle, although I worked in every area, installing the engines and uh, everything, and the, and the payloads into the, into the payload bays and everything else. I was at the... At the uh, I was either in the co-pilot or in the commander's seat of the shuttle <laughs> when I when I was uh, assigned to assigned to uh, to take take a breath take a breath if you like uh, Clark. I need to sip some water. Hold on. Sure, sure. The Apollo One was also sabotage. It killed my three friends in the Apollo craft. Okay. We have a lot of idiots in this government. We had a lot of idiots in NASA that allowed people to enter an Apollo craft and place charges in there that would explode within the capsule, which happened, and all three of the men were burned to death. I watched it on television, so I know what happened. But they don't want me to tell the people this. Of course, the sheeple in this nation of morons now, most of them wouldn't even know what the hell I'm talking about. We're a dumbed-down society now. We are not a smart nation of intelligence no longer. There are some that are, but they're captured by the Ivy League schools. The Ivy League schools are all Zionist-controlled colleges and universities. I lectured at colleges when I was still with NASA. I lectured at Penn State, New York University, Ohio State, Hofstra, the University of Oklahoma, the University of Hawaii, uh, hundreds of others. So I was very much needed to tell the people the truth at that time, even though I was not telling them about sabotage at that time. They're in fear of me getting out there and maybe surviving and being able to tell this now. But to be honestly frank, I don't believe I would live long enough to do that. There were two attempts to kill me already. They failed. I carry, I carry a thirty-eight and a forty caliber. They're very heavy in my pack, my pants pockets. So they also know I'm an expert shot. But they could kill me any which way with a sniper shot and call it, you know, a hit. And that, and then, the, and the sheep in this nation would forget it. I'm in deep poverty, Mel. I haven't got enough to live on. And if they're destroying my radio shows, which MUFON did, that's destroying an effort that I have trying to make some money from disclosing my 15 chapters on my website, the StargateChronicles.com. So I'm poor. I'm very poor, and I'm, I am terrible pain right now. Then we go to the moon, Clark. We went to the moon. Every, anyone that says we did not are foolish morons, okay? We went to the moon. I knew the men that went there. James Irwin was one of my best friends. He was a very holy man. He looked for the, he looked for the uh, lost Ark of the Covenant. No, the lost Ark on, on Mount Ararat, okay? He was deeply involved in his religious per 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.